Hey, we are ACS and we're here to actually chat. Beep, beep, beep. Sorry. So on this episode, we are going to be speaking about the important topic of corruption in Latin America. It's been something that's been ongoing for the past 30 years, even maybe longer than that. And it is a hunt that it is based on horrible politics and corruption of leaders and how messed up their democracy is. We're going to start off with um, Colombia and Venezuela because that is the two countries I've read the most about. But we know that um, it's been happening all over Latin America in places like Peru, Argentina, etc. So, um, do you want to start, A? Um, I feel like when it comes to especially corrupt leaders not specific to South America, but corrupt leaders, it's when they actually stay in power for too long and they become big-headed. And that's one thing that really upsets me is because, like, again, it's always innocent people that really do work hard and just trying to afford the basic things, but the government keeps raising prices and making life unbearable. It's not fair. And it's it's not just for the people who are born there and you know when you really want to escape but you just don't have the means to because um for example in venezuela they had the hyperinflation i learned about this in economics and when price when prices become so high that bread is costing you a thousand something it's ridiculous it's actually ridiculous people are working three four jobs seeing their children for one hour a day just so that they can afford basic things it's i think it's honestly it's getting to a point where it's like the, the for example the i think it was the let me see i think the un did an investigation and yeah. they saw that they're corrupt but they're not intervening what's they're the not. point of having the united and nations and i feel like it's i feel like it's actually it's out for everyone to see um it's something that um we can we can just see with numbers so 30 years ago Venezuela was one of the most richest countries in the world. They were doing well because of oil. And um, they also have salt lakes, which are basically used for, um, you know, like for Apple phones. They use it for the battery, Samsung as well. So a lot of people were building or coming to Venezuela, especially for that business, for that money. And it was really flourishing. And then everything just went left. um, adding on to that, my dad was actually one of those people that went to Venezuela during that time, during the 80s, because that was a place of opportunity. It was, it was, it was doing well. The economy was doing well. They were rich. They were, they were. It was fu- the best South American country, country, country to go yeah. to. Um, two things that I want to mention personally. A, I find that it's really unfortunate that there seems to be this pattern of um, huge Western countries such as the UK, America, etc., even other foreign powers like China, and this is not exclusively to South America again, but exploiting countries for their natural resources. Yeah. And you'd think, think of places like Venezuela or other places in South America, Africa, that are rich in coal, oil, diamonds, minerals, etc. Their economy should be thriving the most, but instead they've been exploited 
their people are living way below the poverty line like huge chunks of their population living below the poverty line and it's these huge foreign powers that are just like benefiting from literally sucking the life out of these countries and their economies and two also i find that in situations like this where you have countries um struggling it tends to be dictatorships i feel like in the western world we think that dictatorships are a thing of the past because of our quote-unquote democracy that we have that is quote-unquote established um but you find in a lot of these countries the people in power are living lavish they really they're they're living lavish they're taking money that a isn't theirs money that's for the people and then literally pimping out their land and their countries to foreign powers to keep fueling their greed and their corruption while their people suffer i think it's so horrible but that is the pattern basically and when we talk about poverty there are two types of poverty there's relative poverty and there's absolute poverty Mm. like people in the uk for example it's relative because at the end of the day um there are charities there are people can actually go to and Majority of the people in the UK have not seen absolute poverty. Yeah. The only reason they believe they are poor is because that's what they know and that's what they see. It's compared to whoever's doing yeah, exactly. well, yeah. So, so it's subjective. Yeah, yeah. Relative poverty is in relation to the people in the rest of the country and like yeah. especially in the Western world. Absolute poverty is when you don't have basic things. Clean water. Education. Sanitation. Sanitation basic food basic food like like bread things that we take for granted basically a bed to sleep in like you have to actually realize these people don't have things that they should be entitled to because of corruption within government that are they're being ex- oh it's, it's it's so upsetting honestly. okay i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna tell you the minimum wage for venezuela which is 141 euros a day a month a month i can also tell you that it has increased by around 200 percent it has increased by around 200 percent which is a hundred percent the cause of nicolas maduro which is the prime minister um let's let's break down the maths right so you're saying it's 141 141 euros euros euros. so that's around the same in pounds yeah but that's that's the increased amount no that is all they get that's their wage you said that they he increased it no 200 percent like he yeah it it decreased by 200 percent their minimum wage so guys let's put this into perspective right that's 100 pounds a 100 let's say pounds 150 let's say 150 pounds a month yeah for a month what let me just repeat for you 150 pounds a month which isn't enough for our tesco food that's like week do you know how many meals i can go through (laughs) that's like 40 pounds a week and you have to consider things okay like housing electricity water bills travel potentially if you go to work or school clothes to even wear to things that we get for free in school here aren't necessarily free yeah it's not free you're paying for your your resources your textbook there's lunch money and these it's not like we're talking about one single person in the family we're talking about a family family. three four five people like on average so to put that into perspective is you've got 40 pounds a week to spend on three or four people in one household how do you distribute like the cost of everyday living like you can't you can't 
that's not even enough for one person. People are not even living in, like, suitable housing. Like, exactly. I have seen, like, people living in these tiny, tiny rooms with poor conditions, of leaking, of no, of no window inside, nothing. Or some people just live under, like, a little shed that they made with things that they found. It's got so bad in Venezuela because that... It's led people to dig in their ancestors and even other people's bodies to take, um, like to take like jewelry, like gold, because it's like quite a traditional thing that you put like their gold on them when when they go to like when they die. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're taking their fortune. It's it's something to, along those lines, and it's got that bad that that's happening. People every day are being killed because they're because people are trying to steal from other people because they. They have no choice. So the government thinks, oh, these people are bad, then they don't want to work. But firstly, they don't have an opportunity. Even if they work, it's not enough. And thirdly, them doing the bad will make them have more money in the long run. I want to talk about um, an article that I read. I'm going to briefly summarise it. So there was a Venezuelan prosecutor who was investigating his bosses. Yes. And he was jailed. So he had death threats. He had a nearly successful assassination attempt because against his supervisor because he's working a multi-billion dollar embezzlement case. They're literally shutting him up for talking about what needs to be spoken about. It's ridiculous. All the time. We've seen it with two recent cases we've seen also similar to this is one with uh, a Ukrainian... Yes, an Ukrainian reporter who tried to speak out against the Kremlin. They tried to say that um, he fell sick in Germany and was escorted to a hospital when really and truly he was poisoned with a nerve agent. And also recently, I think around the Ugandan election, is his name Bobby Wine. (laughs) But that's been multiple assassination attempts. But there was also another one quite recently as well. So those are two recent ones that I've. Uh, read about for example but you see this all the time it's a recurring pattern but my problem is you have corporations like the UN what is your purpose please what do you do what is your pu- you're actually here for decoration and, pe- and we're you're giving just, money to you're literally just here to they say, only help out western countries to no, be honest literally they're not even that because they're literally here to say yeah we're the UN that's it no no because at the end of the day you know UN laws don't get upheld yeah. They don't. The humanitarian laws. A lot of a lot of, a lot of governments don't recognise I think there's I think there's only two um countries that hold it. But like for example but it's not the the thirty four laws, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not in anybody's laws. Only two of them, that's what I'm talking about. Only two a lot of, of them are don't recognize Because them, one so. of them is torture. I think yeah. it's not allowed to talk people and everyone's allowed to have okay. fresh food or something. It's something to do with food or shelter. So everyone has a right to shelter or food. But still, loads of countries... I'm sorry, is, there, is everybody in shelter in the UK, please? Just please. in the UK. So imagine a country where, for example, Venezuela, where it's like a 1,000 um, GDP per capita compared to America, which is around 60,000 per capita. I, 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 I cannot fathom how you as a leader are okay with this. I can't fathom it. They don't I love am. their people. Of I course they, they don't. They don't love their people. It's just that they lost power. And that's what we see with a lot of leaders. They actually don't care about the job itself. A lot of them 
aren't educated a lot of them weren't even into politics a lot of them are actually businessmen don't donald trump being a great example this guy just came out of nowhere just and became money. and became the president because what he's a billionaire that still needs to lie about his net worth anyways just saying but a lot of them are in it for business what they can gain themselves how it makes them look the opportunities that they gain yeah. from it and it's the people that suffer in the long run but surely if you know that your country has these resources you would say okay do you know what let me make money and do you know what america you you're gonna have to pay a fee for coming into my they, land they are and gonna they are gonna make money but it's it's not money for the people obviously. it's money for them and their family and but, this is what we see but do time. we die with the money i really want to know do you, you die with a net worth of a thousand whatever do you, you die with it but you don't take anything with you and you can't use any exactly. of that money with that you get exactly um going on to like people and their struggles living in a country where it's completely corrupt where they're not able to once again buy food simple resources this has led to five million people having to leave because they have no choice at all five million people have been able like have to leave and then they get to another country and they're not allowed to be there just like it's it's like the mexican and the american border mm-hmm. yeah it's very, that is this one of the saddest things i think that is happening at the moment like, i still can't i can't believe it's real that there's a wall this is divided this is now 2021 2021 no it's like no honestly I, sometimes i feel like i'm living in a fairy tale what because sort of fairy tale is this? Not fairy tale, sorry. Like, um, like a horror movie. A nightmare, yeah, a nightmare. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the, the no. fairy tales, my love. No, but I... Uh, and I feel like when you, when you look at the people, when you actually look at them, it's like, that could have been me. It could. If mm-hmm. I was... If my mum was all of a sudden Latina, let's say. Yeah. I, that could have been me mm-hmm. struggling to... To even eat, to make it past the infant mortality age, to make it past all the diseases that can come from me not drinking clean water. It's inhumane. And the thing is, is that it's not that they don't have the possibility to get all these things for these people. They don't want, want, to. They don't want to. Like, and also there's there's such a limited of exports going into like Venezuela, like. Um, so one of their things with, with trade was you give us money, uh, not money, you give us like our resources, our basic resources, and we give you back our oil. Oil, like there's rivers full of oil in Venezuela and in South America because they, they, have, they have no connection with people, with other countries, so they can't use that oil, sell it off, cause, and also people, countries no longer want to buy as much oils as they did 30, 40 years ago. But they still have the resources, they still have the people wanting to work, they just can't. Yeah, so there's a few things I want to mention. A, just to put into like context how much oil we use on a daily basis, I was reading some numbers quite some time ago, so these are just like rough figures. But it's like 100 billion barrels per day worldwide. So even though we're finding more sustainable ways to like provide like power or upcycling recycling etc like we're still using like billions of gallons of this stuff like every day and this is why when people mention oil even the 
violence we mentioned in Palestine a few yeah. days ago. And one of the things that was brought up was oil, because it's an oil-rich area or country. I don't think people understand like the significance that these resources have, like even in uh, Africa, blood diamonds, like we hear the term all the time, and we don't think about it. Even now they're talking about unethical fishing and stuff like that. And you have things like blood shrimp. Yeah. Like these are things we see every day, we use every day, we eat every day, and we don't understand like the impact it's had on somebody else's life or what it's taken just to get to where we are yeah. for us to have it so i feel like it's really important to read about these things i know i say this all the time and another thing i want to mention too as a person of color i think although it's really nice to see um other people of color especially in the uk our country um in authority in higher places in parliament etc etc i think we need to stop relying solely on the basis that okay this foreign representative or this politician is a person of color so they're going to do something for hmm. our country or our home country great example it's pretty she no because she's been on my mind i don't remember what it is that you said but like the first person that came to mind was pretty patel um you think that as a person of color her parents being immigrants all our parents are here are immigrants her parents being immigrants her being a person of color that you know we'd be able to assimilate with her more or she'd do more for people of color she did like the exact opposite and she's the biggest pick me ever pick me patel yeah you see no, <laughs> no i don't think you understand she's against people kneeing at the match but she said oh you can do you, about the people booing she was like Oh, She's talking about choice. the Euros by the word. It's their choice. The I swear to God, I wanted to throw my phone. I was like, mm. is this woman crazy? Yeah. But enough about Pretty Patel. I wanted to quickly <laughs> talk about um, Colombia. And basically, on um, they've been protesting since April 28th because President Ivan Duque... Duque? Duque. Duque. I think. No. How does it spell? He doesn't deserve his name to be said properly if you want to be doing this thing to the people. But anyway, he sent a tax reform to the country's Congress, which basically aims to increase tax on low and middle income citizens. To me, that doesn't make sense because... Increase tax. Yeah, so increase tax to people who are already getting minimum wage. Their monthly minimum wage is around 5,000 pesos. In dollars, that's two hundred and forty-eight dollars. So that's a bit, a little bit more. More than, than Venezuela, Venezuela, but um, that's still not enough. I'm so sorry. This is why we need the wealth tax because what we have here is just stratification. Like, you're trying to keep the rich rich and the poor poor. Like the world will forever like, be like that, though. But I don't understand division in like. He wants. He he said the reason why he's doing this is because he wants to raise six point three billion. Because in revenue COVID. for the state, for, for because, because of COVID, COVID, which is understandable. But I'm um, so all these millionaires that are just sitting there next to you in your parliament, cannot do If they were right. to give, if they were to give, because they're sitting on millions and millions, if they were to give half a mil each or a million, if each, they were to, they, give, or, they were, or you were to increase their tax, no. i.e. the wealth tax, if they then could give, you get that turnaround quick. If they could give five percent of each of their wealth in that government, they could raise that revenue. Animal. I'm so sorry. Of so I don't understand but why... But if they took... If, but it will take them years to get that money from poor people. That's why I don't understand. Don't, but it's this thing it's, where... It's capitalism for you It guys. really is It's capitalism. actually capitalism But like, this is what I'm saying. This can't be the world we live in. It actually it is. is. It can't. Wake up. 
No, but it can't. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no need make, for it. That's what you're trying to say. People make no me so mad. They make, oh no, God. they make me so mad. Like, I don't know if you guys understand. Because talking about dictatorship here, um, President Museveni of Uganda. Yes. He will be talking about it in another episode because that man just makes me mad, right? But he's doing things purposely to stay in power when you're when people clearly don't want you no more. You've been in here for forty years. My mom, she was born and you were in power. How does that make sense? How does that actually make sense? Like it's just beyond me. It's but actually beyond me. Going back to Venezuela, it was the same thing. People, it's it's been passed down after I. I can't remember the name, but before Nicolas Maduro, there was someone else. Um, what was his name? No, more Ivan Montero de Chavez. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, before Nicolas Maduro, there was um, Hugo Chavez, who was still as bad as Nicolas Maduro. But um, the only reason why it's Nicolas Maduro now is because he died. But for a very long time, it was um, Hugo. So it's this thing where it is meant to be a democracy, but you're not actually voting Lord, for these people was. in. It's not, you're not actually voting for these people in. He was in office for 11 years. Yeah, so it was for a long time. I think it was without any elections, if I'm, not mis- if I'm mistaken, I don't know. But that's why this whole democracy thing is is such a myth. And what grinds my gears is like Western countries, cough, cough, America, cough, cough, the UK, put democracy on such a high pedestal and yet still it's not being observed in their homeland. Like it, it actually, it makes no sense to me. It's just one of those things that makes no sense to me because you get this whole superiority complex from the fact that, like, oh, we live in democratic states and democratic countries and we're not, you're not seeing democracy in your countries, etc., etc. And you see that as an opportunity to exploit those same countries. But yet still, true democracy is not being observed in your state. Make it make sense, please. And I don't want to hear anybody t- say, oh, why didn't they vote for somebody else? Did they vote? That's the real question. Even still, people opposition will get targeted. Anybody against the current government get hurt. If you vote against them, things happen to you. So there are people that try that you just never hear about because nine times out of ten, they've been assassinated or almost assassinated or they've just been shut up. They've been given a gag order, etc. Their families have been threatened. These are real life things, not just the things you see in the movies, you know. Absolutely. This is real life. Wake up, please. Wait, I want to ask, how did the hyperinflation even happen? I have a thing here. So, the Venezuelan um, economy began to experience hyperinflation during the first year of Nicolas Maduro's presidency. It was because it included, like, heavy money printing... And also, um, That's just what causes happy and yeah, so loads of loads of money printing and also unnecessary spending on things that are n- not needed. N- not needed. So he would spend things on himself. He would spend on to like spend money on to build a nice house, but wouldn't spend money to. Um, and you have to understand when you start mass printing money, this is just basic economics, mm-hmm. the value of money decreases. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. why when you were saying a thousand thing, a thousand, for example, pesos, yeah. it, it doesn't mean anything because the value of a thousand is just, it's nothing. 
Yeah. It's actually nothing. The That's country true. had an inflation rate of eight, 800%. In the UK, it's, it's two. That's why there's 800 percent counterfeit notes and stuff like that because it affects you. There's a very big black market in Latin American countries. Oh, 100%. Not only because of drugs, but also weapons. Um, just anything you can get your hands on, there is. You can get it from the black market, and it's very dangerous because people go into it because they want their best for their family or for themselves. But then they get into a like. And I also don't want to hear people say, oh, so why don't they stop having children because their children are going to suffer? You stop having children then. <laughs> you have to also remember that at the end of the day, these people still have to live their lives. And if they can't leave, then they're doing the best with what they have. I think we should put ourselves in their position at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, like, we might say don't have those kids, but those kids are out, they're living, they're fine. And then this happens, for example. Exactly. This happens... And then they try to run away. But do you know, parents sometimes are so selfless that they've put their child across the border to go to USA, for example, but for, because they know that they're not going to send that child back. They don't know what's going to happen with their child. They'll have years without talking to their own child. Unfortunately, some kids die on the child. And they never, and they never, because they know if they go with their child across that border... It's like game over. I remember a few years ago, whilst Trump was president, there was they put children in a cage at the border. A, a cage. Latin These people animals. can't speak. These people can't speak English. They had translators. They but a translator and a um a Latin um a Hispanic represent representative doesn't help these people these people need high like people in a higher like like the president to do something about it other than actually build a wall because if you're not going to let the children and the people in at least work with the mexican government to come up with some sort of plan to help them to help me to help these these people so that they, they do don't it for a reason in the first place and i'm not saying that to to be like Oh, we don't want these people yeah, in our country. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like, like that. But like anything that's going to benefit the people, so they don't have to go to such desperate measures in the first place. They're because working for months, as much by as, the way. As much as they're complaining about how many people are illegally crossing their borders, they're not talking about the amount of people that die trying to reach that border in the first place. And that's what upsets me the most, to be honest. I think when it comes to like Latin America in general. It's heartbreaking. And if you can sit here and think that's not heartbreaking, then you need to do some real research. Because... It's not difficult to find things, by it's the not, way. It's not difficult. And it's also the thing which is like, at, at some point, right, obviously for me, as a, um, a black person, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, I know I haven't been as aware of other um ethnic issues other than my own and i take accountability for that but i am trying to put myself in positions to learn about other things such as colombia such as venezuela such as things that's going in china because if you think that you are on this planet alone and your issues are just yours then you're delusional if you only care about um for example me a christian because i grew up in a christian household but christian problems white people problems um immigrate immigrants problems no that doesn't make any sense it doesn't work like that because you can't pick and choose when things matter no 
and that's the and it can't hurt you more than others like for example one thing this was it was my idea to talk about this colombia um and venezuela thing because i saw that important i'm not taking away any anything from palestine not taking away from china i'm not taking away nothing from what's actually going on but there is a very minimal like not lots of people know about it like um because of the palestine protest um colombia like people from colombia thought it was yes now we're gonna say our truth and i saw a video when them coming together in central london yeah. both protests because they're both fighting for the same thing basically everyone's fighting for change for change yeah yeah to add on to that we have to actually remember that just because it's not your problem it's not a problem if that makes sense and as much as people in our governments especially the western ones like to pretend that they don't know that they're helping these things us as the people must unite to do something about the real issues because at the end of the day that could have been you and that's what i'm gonna say i feel like recently social media has had such an effect on subtle changes that we're seeing in the way that people react to like their governments and people in power which i think is a good thing i feel like like you were saying the other day the protests about palestine prompted latin americans to hold their own protests and i feel like it's been such a domino effect and we actually love to see it it's a good thing because if there's any time to like implement any sort of change it would be now um, rather than later because yeah, exactly, i think we've been definitely. waiting too long. Way too long these issues have been for years and we're, yeah, talking, we're learning about it now then, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah. and i'm glad and i'm glad that you brought it up as well because i'm from the caribbean so we see because it's part of central america we see like very similar political issues as well because a lot of the countries in that region like they're quite poor they're rich in natural resources but they are quite poor and we've been seeing like very similar things happening in the caribbean whether it be the police brutalizing people uh whether it be foreign powers exploiting us for our goods a lot of them have very very neo-colonialist traits china being one of them um but there's one post that I wanted to mention as well, and it ties in with what I was talking about earlier with Pretty Patel. Imagine a government cutting foreign aid to quote unquote look after their own, yet refusing to feed our hungry school kids until a Premier League footballer shames them into it. Yeah, this post, this. this was a tweet by um, R.D. Hale, and it's from UK Fact check politics on instagram and i really thought like it's so true and it relates to everything that we've been saying because like i said i want to say it again like it's actually a pattern with all of these people in power and there are things that we can do about it and we should do about it a eh? um for example how to help colombia share factual information check with reliable organizations such as NGO Tembolores or the campaign Defend Liberty. Donate. Help Tembolores, an NGO monitoring human rights abuses committed by police during protests and pressure Congress people. I cannot express this enough. Call and tell them to suspend the United States sale of equipment to the Colombian right police. Like, write to your MP. We said this in the, in the Palestine episode. 
but you just write to the write to MPs, um, donate. It's so easy to donate. There's so many organisations online which will help people with their basic resources. And as always, we will tag everything that you we think you should know in our Instagram posts. Thank, Thank you. you so much for listening. Keep on supporting the movement and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Toodles.